Uh, welcome to Free Association. And I want to share uh, a piece that I found on BitChute, which is made by Matthew North, who was an investigator uh, who died uh, unexpectedly, shall we say. And he names a lot of names in this piece, uh, all of whom are worth looking at. Uh, Michael Aquino, in particular, is an interesting character. The links between um, Alex Jones, Joe Rogan, and various uh, disinformation operations is also an interesting factor in this piece. And the suggestion that the libertarian movement was set up by the CIA is also an interesting uh, thing to think about. Not something that I've thought about recently, but uh, everything potentially is set up by the CIA. So, But there's got to be evidence to support the theory. But it's worth, it's worth listening to this piece. It's about 40 minutes long. Uh, I'm going to see if there's any more Matthew North on BitChute now. I did go looking at one point, but this, this is the only one I've got on my laptop at the moment. But I shall investigate further. So, enjoy the piece. This is Matthew North. Alex Jones's connection to Los Angeles is by far the most pointed example of cognitive dissidence within the pre-existing paradigm of the InfoWars audience. Recently, Jones made a tour through Los Angeles, specifically in an appearance on Logan Paul's show. What many fail to realize is this interview was set up via the Comedy Store Click, specifically Joe Rogan, who has always talked highly of Logan, and Brendan Schaub, Rogan's pawn, is a neighbor of Logan Paul, and has also appeared on his podcast. At the moment, we see the Los Angeles crowd is actively gatekeeping and discrediting the so-called conspiracies by mixing them with comedy, so they're merely perceived as entertainment, as demonstrated by the Tinfoil Hat podcast and comedy shows, which Alex Jones has also participated in. The connection to the comedy store is an often overlooked and ignored example but is indeed a crucial one. Alex Jones and Joe Rogan have been friends since 1998. To many, this appears to be their only connection, just friends. But the connections run much deeper than just friends. This is a network that tells the true story of the origin of both Alex Jones and Joe Rogan and the new alt-media empire they've built. Many people are unaware of the fact that comedians have been assets of different intelligence services and corporations many times throughout history. I want to give you an example of a very brief rundown of a couple different comedians and their applications outside of comedy. Dick Gregory, a comedian, was the pawn that shared the notorious Zapruder film with the public via the late night TV show Good Night America hosted by Geraldo Rivera. Late night TV shows were used in multiple applications and well. In modern times, the podcasts such as Joe Rogan have stepped into their previous role. As many of you know, the Zapruder film is deceptive, as well as the man who filmed it, Abraham Zapruder. All it took was a comedian to inject the controlled narrative into the public consciousness, 
and boom, they control the narrative. Very simple. The last example I want to share with you of a comedian that was used to create a narrative within the public consciousness is Bill Hicks. Shortly before he died, in 1993, he was used by the John Birch Society, which is synonymous with military intelligence, to share their narrative on the Waco siege. Bill was the one who shared the footage of the Bradley tank shooting fire into the compound with the public, creating an entirely new narrative on the Waco siege where the government agencies were the aggressors in the situation. I feel it's also worth mentioning in regards to Bill, around the same time period he got a show via Channel 4 in England. The idea of his show is essentially the same exact concept as Joe Rogan's podcast, to have interesting guests on to talk about a wide variety of subjects. He was meant to become a cyber shaman. His first scheduled guests included people such as Noam Chomsky and Terence McKenna. He was debating between taking this Channel 4 show or starting his own show via public access TV as a new Rush Limbaugh type character. The work of right-wing top Israeli propagandist Alex Jones, including a number of documentaries like Endgame, Blueprint for Global Enslavement, and New World Order, as well as his book The Answer to 1984 is 1776, were distributed and published by Satanist Crowleyite Richard Metzger's Disinformation Company, a company that connects techno-pagans and transhumanists. Here, we begin to see the deeper connections between Joe Rogan and Alex Jones. Alex and Joe are both connected to the Disinformation Company. Take note of the name. They tell you exactly what they're doing in the name. Matt Staggs, listed as a key person at the Disinformation Company and former host of the Disinformation Podcast, is Joe Rogan's talent booker. According to Joe, it's a three-man show over at JRE. Staggs is allowed to book whatever guest he wants for whatever corporate agenda he wishes to push, as demonstrated by this clip. I sent um, poor Jamie. I told um, your booking manager Matt Staggs. I said, send these images to Jamie and don't tell him any contacts. You know, and be like, what the hell is this podcast going to be on? Um, but they lost their note. Joe obviously had no say in booking this guest. Although I do believe Rogan chooses some guests to appear on his on the podcast. Many are dictated by the former disinformation asset Matt Staggs. Much more on the disinformation company later. First, I want to cover Alex Jones's network name, InfoWars. What is information warfare? The notion of information warfare covers a wide spectrum of psychological operations, from the classic Air Force concept of attacking enemy computer systems in conjunction with electronic warfare, to controlling information via television and radio, all the way to memes and many concepts in between. The U.S. adaptation of information warfare originates from the future Soviet warfare theories, or revolution and military affairs, which also covers a wide spectrum of warfare, including information warfare. According to the well-respected PI who exposed the promised software scandal, Carol Marshall, aka Sherry Seymour, claims that the work of Major General Paul Valley and Lieutenant Colonel Michael Aquino in the early 1980s spawned the entire revolution in military affairs within the United States and its asymmetric approach to warfare, 
viewing new media as potential mind war operatives. In a follow-up U.S. Air Force Academy study via Air Force Space Command, we learn why warfare must become, quote, multidimensional. The spectrum of conflict, as portrayed in most readings, is single-dimensioned, linear, and continuous. It must be replaced by a multidimensional model, perhaps even nonlinear and discontinuous. Topological mathematicians would call it a manifold, hence the name conflict manifold. Its primary characteristic is multidimensionality. This is synonymous with the idea of nonlinear warfare coming out of Russia. Aquino was deeply involved in what has been called the Revolution in Military Affairs, RMA, the future Soviet warfare theories. The introduction of the most kooky, quote, third-wave New Age ideas into military long-range planning, which introduced such notions as information warfare and cyber warfare into the Pentagon's lexicon. In the early 1980s, at the same time Heidi and Alvin Toffler were spinning their Tavistock third-wave utopian claptrap to some top Air Force brass, Aquino and another U.S. Army colonel at the time, Paul Valley, were co-authoring an article for Military Review. Mind War was one of the papers created in the early 80s by Michael Aquino and Paul Valley that spawned the application of future Soviet warfare theories into the Pentagon. Mind War, in conjunction with information warfare, is exactly what Alex Jones's operation is. Its core structure is the idea of weaponizing truth with an information warfare operation via radio and TV, the use of subliminals, and all around controlling the stream of conspiracy culture information. We have the zeitgeist. If you wanted to use an allegory, InfoWars has pulled the sword Excalibur. Others can't pull it. We pulled it. Trump pulled it. You pulled it. But if you don't use Excalibur, it's worthless. I am using Excalibur. Doesn't mean I'm perfect. Doesn't mean I'm not going to make mistakes or stumble or fall. Or at the end of this, not make it myself. But the new republic, the rebirth, will be launched. That's what it's all about. All right. Boy, you know, Scott Adams, CNN is losing the mind war. I have some smart advisors, but I do what I think I should do. They've begged me not to tell you this. But I will because my weapon is the truth. Even people I've hired over the years who are great folks who went to normal school for this go, well, let's use subliminal to help people. And I've got to constantly say, well, that's a second long. It's not completely subliminal, but get it out of there. You know, I, I don't want to go there because we're so inculcated with subliminal subliminally.
And now you see, the, look at that. That's InfoWars. Wow. Look at that subliminal devil behavior. <laughs> then they'll say. Mind War, according to Lieutenant Colonel Aquino, was inspired by studies carried out the Esalen Institute, which was Soviet-dominated as well, and the origin of much of the New Age culture, which ties in perfectly with the disinformation company agenda. Endgame, an Alex Jones film published and distributed by the disinformation company, is a title borrowed from the previously mentioned Major General Paul Valley, who is also a staunch Christian Zionist associated with the John Burke Society, who have been gatekeeping the conspiracy culture, weaponizing truth, and excluding Israel at all costs since the 1950s. Major General Valley is a supporter of the Jerusalem Summit Organization, which is all about relocating and resettling Palestinians, it is an advocate for their mission statement, which is, quote, that one of the objectives of Israel's divinely inspired rebirth is to make it the center of the new unity of all nations, which will lead to an era of peace and prosperity foretold by the prophets which is the whole supreme court of mankind, Israel dictating the world from Jerusalem idea, which is the real New World Order. Revolution in military affairs was included in the notorious Project for the New American Century document, and was certainly ramped up post 9-11. As this clip demonstrates, Alex Jones believes it will be a New American Century which really means a new Israeli-dominated American century. It's a, it's, a, it's a sellout to China. The globalists bet everything on China. It's not going to be the Chinese century. Okay. It's going to be the new American century. It's going to be the new American century. I want to get into some information about the main man who first introduced the future Soviet warfare theories, revolution and military affairs, and coined the term Infowars. It is worth covering Aquino's bio because he's certainly one of the most interesting and deceptive military men of modern times, in my opinion. It is also very interesting to see the Zionist Christian, which typically dominates the military, crossover with the Satanist occultism dynamic between Michael Aquino and Paul Valley, working together side by side to introduce radical new Soviet ideas into the Pentagon. After a year with the 1st Squadron, 17th Cavalry, 82nd Airborne Division, Michael Aquino completed the PSYOP officer course at the John F. Kennedy Special Warfare School at Fort Bragg, in which he was among select students cross-trained with Concurrent Special Forces Officer Course. During 1968-1970, to he was assigned to the 6th PSYOP Battalion, 4th Group in Vietnam. As HA command and control team leader, he was responsible for both tactical teams and combat operations and audiovisual teams in civil operations and revolutionary department support programs, and he flew numerous PSYOP air support missions throughout Corps Tactical Zone with both U.S. Air Force and Army Aviation. <laughs> In 1972, he joined the 306th PSYOP Battalion, 
USAR at Fort MacArthur, California, and for the next seven years, he served as research analysis, team leader, operations officer, and finally executive officer in the 306, whose members range from eccentric Hollywood personalities to LAPD officers. He oversaw highly classified basic PSYOP studies for the Joint Chiefs of Staff. PSYOP support for the training of units such as the 12th Special Forces and use of the 306th Atmospheric World War II era bunkers for space combat scenes in the original Battlestar Galactica television series. In 1976, he was selected for Foreign Area Officer Career Program, completed that qualification at the Special Warfare Center and Central Intelligence Agency during the next three years, and participated in NATO REFORGER exercise as a Western Europe specialist. In 1976, he also completed the remaining course requirements for special forces, and he was awarded that tab upon its creation in 1984. From 1979 to 1981, he served as the FA team leader for headquarters, 7th PSYOP Group in San Francisco, during which time he became combat commander, collaborated on the predecessor concept paper to this Mind War book. Returning to active duty in 1981, he was transferred to Civil Affairs Branch, completed its advanced course at the Special Warfare and Distinguished Graduate, and received that rare primary skill identifier of Political Military Affairs Officer, 48G. In this capacity, he was sent to the State Department Foreign Services Institute and the Defense Intelligence Agency for attaché qualifications, completed the Military Intelligence Officer Advanced Course at Fort Hanucha. In, in 1986, he was reassigned to Military Intelligence Branch. In 1986 to 1987, he was the sole USAR officer selected to attend the Industrial College of the National Defense University. During that year, he worked with U.S. Information Agency representative at the National War College on PSYOP ethics paper, which is also a predecessor to Mind War. In 1990, he was the Army's first officers to be certified in Joint Space Intelligence by the U.S. Air Force. He was assigned to a J-2HQ U.S. Space Command, where in Section X, out of the Cheyenne Mountain NORAD complex, he was involved with those files until he retired from the active USAR in 1994. Since the Army had waited until that exact date of his final U.S. retirement in 2006 to create the PSYOP branch, it graciously transferred him posthumously to gray and green in 2011. He has retained his original affiliation with the 1st Special Forces Regiment out of respect for that unique honor. American decorations include Bronze Star, Meteorist Service Air Medal, three Army Commendation Medals, two Air Force Reserve Attachment Medals, Parachutist Badge, Special Forces Tab, and U.S. Air Force Space and Missile Badge. Vietnamese decorations include Gallantry Cross, Psychological Warfare Medal, and Air Services Medal. Academically, he received the Ph.D. in Political Sciences from the University of California in 1980 and the MPA in National Resources Management from George Washington University in 1987. He taught as an adjunct professor of political science at Golden Gate University 
from 1980 to 86. Professionally, he is a member of the Special Forces, PSYOP, Civil Affairs, Foreign Intelligence Officer, Air and Space Missile Defense Associations. After the conclusion of his U.S. government service, the Constitution permitted him to be recognized by Scotland's Lord Lyndon, King of Arms, as the current Baron of Roger. Lieutenant Colonel Aquino's occult bio is equally as important given how the disinformation company ties in with the same exact occult networks. In 1969, Aquino joined Anton LaVey's Church of Satan and rose rapidly through the group's ranks after meeting LaVey in San Francisco. In 1970, while he was serving with the U.S. military during the Vietnam War, Aquino was stationed in South Vietnam, where he authored a tract entitled Diablicon. In this tract, teachings about the creation of the world, God, and humanity are presented as in the dualistic idea that Satan complements God. The character of Lucifer is presented as bringing insight to human society, a perspective that was inherited from the depiction of Lucifer in John Milton's 17th century epic poem, Paradise Lost. By 1971, Aquino was ranked as Magister of Caverns of the Fourth Degree within the group's hierarchy was the editor of the publication The Cloven Hoof and sat on the governing council of nine. In 1973, he rose to the previously unattained rank of Magister of Templi of the fourth degree. According to the scholars, Aquino had become LeVay's right-hand man. He nevertheless developed concerns about the Church of Satan, feeling that it had attracted many, quote, fad followers, egomaniacs, and assorted oddballs whose primary interest in becoming Satanists was their flash to membership cards at cocktail parties. When in 1975, LeVay abolished the system of regional groups, or grottos, and declared that in the future, all degrees would be given in exchange for financial or other contributions to the church, Aquino was disenfranchised. He resigned from the organization on June 10, 1975. While LeVay seemed to have a pra pragmatic, practical view of the degrees of the satanic priesthood, intending them to reflect the social role of degree holder within the organization, Aquino and his supporters viewed the priesthood as being spiritual, sacred, and irrevocable. Having departed the church, Aquino embarked on a ritual intent on asking Satan for advice what to do next. According to his account, at midsummer 1975, Satan appeared to him and revealed that he wanted to be known by his true name, Set, which had been the name used by worshippers in ancient Egypt. Aquino produced a religious text, the Book of the Coming Forth by Night, which he alleged has been revealed to him by Set through a process of automatic writing. The book proclaimed Aquino to be a magist of the new Aeon of Set and the heir to LeVay's, quote, infernal mandate. Aquino's book, Coming Forth by Night, makes reference to The Book of the Law, produced by the occultist Aleister Crowley in 1904, which provided the basis for Crowley's religion, Thelema. Aquino presented himself as being as much of Crowley's heir as LeVay's, and Aquino's work would engage with Crowley's writings and beliefs far greater than the extent of LeVay ever did. In establishing the temple, Aquino was joined by other ex-members of LeVay's church, and soon Setian groups or pylons were established in various parts of the United States. The structure of the temple was largely based on those 
of the ceremonial magical orders of the late 19th century, such as the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn and Ordo Templi Orientis. Aquino's association with the Church of Satan and Anton LaVey, who's really Jewish, his real name is Howard Staton Levy, is an extremely important connection, especially given how this culture ties in exactly with the disinformation company. The Church of Satan is really a Jewish front for Jewish mysticism. When the Satanic Bible was released, LaVey shared it with Asaf Dayan, son of Israeli Defense Minister Moshe Dayan, who proclaimed it perfectly suited for the conditions in Israel. This gives a whole new insight to the concept of the Synagogue of Satan. It's also worth mentioning LaVey's Jewish-based Satanic cult is way more influential in Hollywood than you would ever imagine. Think of it in terms of Scientology, which is also rooted in Thelema, which Joe Rogan is also associated with. It's a way to rope the Goy and Shiksa actresses and actors into the cult while utilizing mind control and abuse. Joe Rogan has attended Anton LaVey's grandson's satanic wedding. Rogan's view of religion and his philosophy of life is essentially one of a Satanist, regardless of if he publicly declares it or not. Back to the dubious disinformation company. Richard Metzger was the host of the TV show Disinformation. The Disinformation Company and its website disinfo.com, featuring the tagline, Everything You Know Is Wrong, that focused on current affairs, titles, and seeks to expose alleged conspiracy theories, occultism, politics, news oddities, and purported disinformation. Metzger admits that from an early age he identified himself as a quote, warlock and that through a careful study of Kenneth Angler's work, through his influence, in part, I continued to move forward, combining my career ambitions of working in film, television, and publishing my private magical interests. Anger, the notorious producer of Crowley-inspired underground films, was the key figure around which swirled the network of Laurel Canyon musicians, occultists, and members of the Manson family, and the Church of Satan. Ultimately, Metzger considers the disinformation company to be a quote, magic business, and explains, Magic, defined by Aleister Crowley as the art and science of causing change in conformity with will, has always been the vital core of all the projects we undertake at the disinformation company. Whether via our website, publishing activities, or our TV series, the idea of being able to influence reality in some beneficial way is what drives our activities. I've always considered the disinformation company and our various activities to constitute a very complex spell. Aleister Crowley was an open child molester. He promoted child molestation as one of the most potent forms of magic. Crowley's satanic thelema occultism is rooted in Jewish mysticism. It is the origin for most modern occultists and is also extremely prevalent in Hollywood. In addition to Alex Jones, the disinformation company has also been responsible for a number of apparently established critical or conspiracy-inclined documentaries, such as Outfox, Rupert Murdoch's War on Journalism, Uncovered, The Whole Truth About the Iraq War, Bush Family Fortunes, The Best Democracy Money Can Buy, Walmart, The High Cost of Low Price, Iraq for Sale, The War Profiteers, Slacker Uprising, a movie of Michael Moore's tour through colleges in swing states during the 2004 election, as well as 9-11 Press for Truth. 
9-11 Mysteries, and 9-11 Mysteries. Disinformation, also known as Disinfonation, was a television show hosted by Metzger, which aired for two seasons on Channel 4's Late Night for Later programming block in the UK. Channel 4 is synonymous with the Disinformation Company and is another important connection. Channel 4 is what John Ronson worked with when producing films that featured both Joe Rogan and Alex Jones, usually regarding conspiracy theories that Ronson would turn into a joke or, quote, debunk. The event that launched Alex Jones's career was when he, quote-unquote, snuck into Bohemian Grove. Jones was with Ronson when he did this. They both made two separate films on the club, featuring each other in the films. Rogan and Jones are still connected to Ronson to this day. One of Joe Rogan's favorite topics to bring up in relation to Alex Jones is Bohemian Grove. Coincidence? I think not. The 16 30-minute Metzger disinformation episodes were produced for Channel 4 were then cut down to four one-hour specials intended for the Sci-Fi Channel in America. Remember, Joe Rogan also had a show for Sci-Fi entitled Joe Rogan Questions Everything, where Joe also made fun of or debunked quote-unquote conspiracy theories. This is the show where we get the famous I'll tell the government right now tell you right now if you're listening nsaca i'm available okay if you show me all the real wreckage i swear to god i will make fun of that crap to the end of time i'll make up stories i'll i'll lie to my mother i swear to god i will make fun of that crap to the end of time i'll make up stories i'll i'll lie to my mother quote so are we beginning to see how these networks operate dominating and guiding the mainstream conspiracy culture? Metzger's show never aired due to controversial content. Those four episodes have been subsequently released on a DVD with a second bonus disc presenting the highlights of Disinfocon, a 12-hour event held in 2000 featuring Metzger and a host of occult celebrities including Marilyn Manson, Kenneth Anger, painter Joel, painter Joel Coleman, Douglas Rushkoff, Mike Petsky, Grant Morrison, Robert Anton Wilson, Todd Brennan, Faye, and many others. The bizarre irony is that disinformation seems to produce just that, disinformation. A telling example is Metzger's interview on Disinformation Nation of Ted Gunderson, a former FBI agent who is known for his investigations of a secret widespread network of groups in the U.S. who kidnap children and subject them to satanic ritual abuse and human sacrifice. However, Metzger's, quote, documentary is obviously a mockumentary in the Discordian style of humor and playing both sides, typical of Robert Anton Wilson. Gunderson's focus has been on the abuse within the CIA and military establishment, and he mentions that Southern California is a pivotal area of satanic cult activity. However, although Metzger's documentary claims to be a, quote, deep uncovering look at the, quote, shadowy figures in Satanism today, he juxtaposed Gunderson's comments by reporting on a pitiful group of Blumpkin Satanist wannabes. Metzger's video recalls a similar piece of disinformation produced by Britain's Channel 4 in 1992 titled Beyond Belief, 
which purported to provide evidence of satanic ritual abuse, SRA. The show was hosted by Andrew Boyd, an active opponent of SRA and author of Blasphemous Rumors, a book on the topic. Beyond Belief featured reference to both law enforcement agencies and the opinions of medical experts, as well as an interview with the now debunked cult survivor, Jennifer, who claimed that to have been part of a group which made the video. Footage included obscene rituals involving hooded men having ritual symbols carved into his flesh, a naked woman tied in ropes, and an apparent abortion on other restrained and possibly drugged women. Another scene shows a young teenage girl tied up and involved in a violent sexual act. These sequences are interposed with shots of explicit sex, human skulls, and satanic symbols. However, the footage turned out to have been that of an earlier experimental film created slightly less than a decade earlier by Genesis P. Ordbridge, Three Temples of Sidechick Youth. Founded by Genesis P. Ordbridge, who are the forefront of techno-paganism that underlies the philosophy of transhumanism. T.O.P.Y. are an offshoot of the Illuminates of Thanteros, a society devoted to the practice of chaos magic, to which belongs Robert Anton Wilson, Timothy Leary, William S. Burroughs, who is a friend of P. Ordridge. Additionally, the footage itself had been practically funded during the 1980s by Channel 4, used previously as part of a program on experimental British cinema, as an element of various performances by associated bands including P. Ordridge, experimental band Psychic TV. In 2003, Metzger put together The Book of Lies, named after Aleister Crowley's book of the same name, subtitled The Disinformation Guide to Magic and the Occult. The book is an anthology of occultism that features almost the entire pantheon of its modern-day exponents, from Discordians, Technopagans, to Transhumanists. They include Robert Anton Wilson, Terence McKenna, Hakeem Bey, Gary Lockman, Mike Pesky, Genesis P. Ordbridge, Phil Hine, Eric Davis, Daniel Pinchbeck, Tracy Tywin, and T. Allen Greenfield, according to the book's description. The disinformation's, quote, wicked warlock, Richard Metzger, gathers an unprecedented cabal of modern occultists, magicians, and forward thinkers in this large-format disinformation guide. Just as Russ Kick's guide focusing on the secrets and lies of the mainstream media, government, and other establishment institutions rethought what a political science book could look like and whom it would be appealed to. Book of Lies redefines occult anthologies, packaging and presenting a huge array of, of magical essays for a pop culture audience. The book features Leary and Crowley, an excerpt from Robert Anton Wilson's Cosmic Trigger and Tryptamine Hallucinogenics and Consciousness by Terence McKenna. The book features several articles on Aleister Crowley, as well as the first ever biblical graphical essay on Majoro Cameron and Richard Metzger's The Lying of Lieber, Jack Parsons' Antichrist Superstar. Peter Lambert Wilson, a.k.a. Hakeem Bey, the founder of the Moorish Orthodox Church, contributed multiple articles to disinformation. Hakeem Bey has also received criticism for writing for the North American Man-Boy Love Association, aka NAMBLA, a pedophile advocacy organization in the U.S. that works to abolish age consent laws 
Bay was also associated with fellow Nambla supporter Harry Hay, who is considered the founder of the gay liberation movement. He's also the founder of the Machine Society, the first sustained gay rights groups in the United States. Hay was also a practitioner of Crowley's sex magic and was also a member of the Epigay Lodge in Los Angeles under W.T. Smith, where he was hired to play the organ for the OTO's Gnostic Mass. There are many more occultist connections to the disinformation company. I could go on for another hour listing these, but I want to keep this video somewhat short and wrap it up with a little segment on libertarianism, which also ties in with these same occult networks as we see demonstrated by Alex Jones's connection to the disinformation company. Alex Jones shares a belief with the Satanist libertarianism, which is effectively its founding on the satanic tent of do what thou wilt. Ultimately, however, the libertarian movement in the United States is a front for the CIA and World Bank through its promotion of the economic theories of Mount Perlin Society, which is associated with the occult tradition of synarchy. MK Ultra agent Timothy Leary was also a libertarian and supported the candidacy of Ron Paul for president in 1988 as the leader of the Libertarian Party. A floppy disk was sent out as an invitation to a Ron Paul fundraiser hosted by Timothy Leary at his home in Benedict Canyon, which included the following message from Leary. Thank you for joining me today in support of Ron Paul and the Libertarian Party. As we enter these closing years of the roaring 20th century, we're going to see personal computers enhance our lives in ways we can scarcely imagine. Fellow cyberpunk Chuck Hamill has helped me assemble a collection of bits and bytes that you may enjoy, if you're wise. Digitize. Alex Jones admires the theories of Murray Rothbard, a student of one of the leading members of Mount Perlin, Ludwig von Mises, who also supported the clergy plan via a grant from the Rockefeller Foundation. Rothbard was also a co-founder of Charles Koch Foundation in 1979 with one of the infamous Koch brothers, Charles, chairman on the board and executive officer of the conglomerate Koch Industries. David Koch ran as a Libertarian vice president candidate in 1980. In 1976, Charles Koch Foundation changed its name to the Cato Institute, which serves as a Libertarian think tank headquartered in Washington, D.C. According to the 2011 Go-To-Think Tank Index Report, Think Tanks and Civil Societies Program, University of Pennsylvania, Cato is number 14 in the top 30 worldwide think tanks and number 6 in the top 50 United States think tanks. Cato also operates Libertarianism.org, which features, among others, the writings of Rothbrand, Robert Anton Wilson, won the Prometheus Hall of Fame Award, designed to honor classic libertarian fiction. Todd Brandon Fay, who is a guest at DisinfoCon, had been featured in the pages of right-wing, quote, conspiracy sites like Ron Paul's associates, LouRockwell.com, as well as Patriotist.com and LibertyForum.org. A longtime writer of the Ether Zone, in or, or about 1989, Faye was introduced to LSD and ended up infiltrating a group surrounding Captain Al Hubbard, the so-called Johnny Appleseed of LSD, who closely worked with Aldous Huxley in MKUltra. Faye became best known for Wisdom's Mall, the acid novel, 
a fictionization of the CIA's MKUltra acid tests and their influence on the 60s counterculture, the book got rave reviews in the Village Voice High Times and a number of underground magazines, and gained the attention of cyberpunk personalities like Grateful Dead lyricist John Perry Barlow and Are You Serious, who is associated with Metzger. Faye boasts of having read the John Burke Society, Gary Allen's None Dear Called a Conspiracy book under the influence of LSD, and then he joined the John Burke Society, though he continued to use psychedelic drugs. Faye had worked as a spy for the Defense Intelligence Agency's Chief General Daniel O. Graham, and served as an aide to the CIA agent Theodore L. Ted Hume's Division of Slavic Languages, who had worked with William F. Buckley in Japan against North Korea and China. Faye had also worked with Major General John K. Singlove, an ex-OSS officer and head of the notorious Phoenix program in Vietnam, which Aquino was also associated with, which Alex Jones has had John K. Singlove on his show multiple times. Faye worked with Singlove within the World Anti-Communist League, a CIA front with ties to the John Burke Society through the Western Goals Foundation. Western Goals was a private intelligence dissemination network active on the right wing in the United States. Western Goals was also associated with Reinhard Galen, with whom they shared a connection with the Order of the Knights of Malta. Western Goals was finally wound up in 1986 with the Tower Commission revealed that it had been part of the Iran-Contra funding network. Oliver North identified the Western Goals founder, John Singlub, as its liaison to the White House. Singlub, along with the John along with John Burke Society members like J. Peter Grace, were also members of the Council for National Policy, which has been endorsed by Alex Jones. It was mainly through the backing of the CMP that the John Burke Society's rabid opposition to the so-called communist conspiracy, which they always left the Jewish element out of this conspiracy, assisted in the rise of the popularity of Ron Paul and the Tea Party, who spearheaded the cause of libertarian ideals. Although the John Burke Society attributed the root of such a conspiracy to the CFR, the early leadership of CMP was comprised of members of the CFR, including Peter Grace. The CMP was described by the New York Times as a little-known group of a few hundred of the most powerful conservatives in the country, who met three times a year behind closed doors in undisclosed locations for a confidential conference. Now, I have done a lot of work on the John Burke Society, and I have some notes typed up and a scribbed document that I will link in the description. I strongly suggest that you check this out, along with my other videos on the subject. CFR member Jesse Helms was also a key figure in founding the CMP. A 33-degree Mason, Helms played a role in the development of the Christian right, and also was a founding member of the Moral Majority in 1979. Helms was close with Billy Graham, as well as Pat Buchanan and Jerry Falwell, who also were members of the CMP. Among CMP founding members were Senator Trent Lott, former U.S. Attorneys Generals Ed Messey, John Ashcroft, Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North, a philanthropist Elsie Prince, mother of Eric Prince, and the founder of Blackwater USA. Again, I stress you check out my document, which lists all the CMP connections to Trump. There are numerous connections through the Trump administration. Thank you for listening. Please like and share this video. I believe this is crucial information, and you guys have a good one.